0: The Guitar Dads Podcast, a podcast for Guitar Dads, but I can't do this anymore. Welcome to the Guitar Dads Podcast, a podcast for Guitar Dads by Guitar Dads. This week, ain't talking about tribute, plant is a real heartbreaker, In the illusion of songwriting. We're seeing ghosts this week on the Guitar Dads Podcast. Now, the dudes who write their own material, Matt and Dave. <laughs> Hello everybody, I'm Matt. And I'm Dave and welcome to the pod, episode seventy-seven. What happened, Dave? Like you tried to go mellow this week on I tried to go all like, you know, you know, classical radio station, like a you know, broadcast announcer guy. (laughs) So there's a
1: so so those for those of you For those of you in the Boston area um or maybe just you know if you've ever lived in the Boston area maybe went to college here or something there's a, there's a DJ that's been in the Boston area I think he recently retired after like 40 something years in the yeah, business. Yeah yeah yeah. And his name was David Allen Boucher and that's exactly how he talked he was like hello He sounded is, just like yeah exactly. This is David Allen Boucher Bedtime Magic. it was called Bedtime, Bedtime Magic. Magic. And you cool. could call in with requests. You could call oh, in requests great. which Dave did all the which time. Which I did. Oh to, yeah. To his girlfriend in 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 high school. Dave did it all the time. Where oh he would yeah, call in and be like, yeah, this one's going out to Dave's girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, that was me. Oh my god, good old request, anyway, Dave.
1: David. good old David Allen Boucher.
0: Good old David Allen Boucher. You well, know, I heard David Allen Boucher. About, if you, if he's listening, thank y-
1: you. Yeah, maybe he's listening. I heard a story about him that he never like posted any pictures of himself anywhere on the internet like you can never see what really? he looks like
0: yes oh we'll find him because we're the guitar dads we find everybody <laughs> you is, cannot hide point. from the guitar this dads. is a
1: good point we definitely do so anyway so good anyway David well Alan boucher intro today dude. yeah well, well thank well you done.
0: to everybody every single one of our listeners out there each and every week we totally appreciate you guys um as you guys know check us out on instagram uh, at guitar dad's podcast we are on well, you find us on our Facebook group, right? Our private Facebook group Facebook at Guitar group. Dad's Podcast, as well, and we'll let you in. No questions asked, as it's we always say. It's a private group, but we'll just it's not, let that you in. You it's not that private. All you got to do is ask. Yeah, it's not really <laughs> private. It's kind of private. Facebook I mean, wants you to think it's private, but it's really not. No, it
1: definitely is. We have it on the private. You do have to ask to, to yeah, get You do into have to the ask. group. to You can't just. Like, get in. You can't just go in and post like a rando. Well, you
0: can. Yeah, yeah. But well, you gotta let
1: we gotta let us in. We gotta let you in first.
0: Yeah. But anyway, and uh, and we are also on Twitter at Guitar Dad's Podcast. There, and uh, yeah, go back and check out some of our recent episodes. We recently had Corey Congilio on uh, a while back. We had uh, Ryan Burke from Sixty Cycle Hum on. Yeah, some fun. And we got a couple. Yeah, we got a couple great interviews coming up in the next few weeks. So definitely stay tuned uh, for those, and we'll let you know uh, as we get more details when and who those are going to be because we we're kind of flopping around with dates with with some of these uh, people and uh, they're going to happen, but we just don't know exactly which dates and when. So, but we will let you guys know.
1: We will let you know. Oh, and just a shout out to Corey Congilio. he provided us listeners with a yes uh, discount code to his website. So check that out in the show notes of that episode. I think we'll also post that up on Facebook group if we haven't already. Dave, um, the the discount code to Corey's yes. website, yeah, which we is a lesson guitar lesson website, just amazing oh, content fantastic. from Corey. He is just one of the he's one of the best teachers on YouTube. You know, there, there's some great teachers on YouTube, but he's really one of the best. He Really is so,
0: yes, totally. There
1: you Check go. Check him out. Check him out.
0: Anyway, uh, we're gonna get into this week's show. Let's get into it, Dave. There's, there's some news, there's some interesting news and notes. Some lots of stuff going on in the da- what do you call it? The dataverse, the dataverse. <laughs> the dataverse, the guitar dataverse, the guitar dataverse. All right, well, this one's interesting. Uh, yeah, a friend of the show, Sammy Hagar, uh, you know, well, definitely <laughs> <laughs> at least. We're fans of Sammy yeah, Hagar. Yeah, I mean, we'd like so to
1: think he's a friend of the show. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, so he was recently interviewed and, uh, on, on the topic of uh, Van Halen tribute, and he said he would not do anything unless – uh alex and uh michael anthony were involved so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which is kind of i mean that doesn't surprise yeah, anybody we've but. talked
1: about this a lot with with this this tribute thing you know wolfgang talked about it when he talked to eddie trunk but it, i think it's gaining
0: traction yeah because I, michael I, anthony's yeah. talked about it recently okay. All right. and sammy's talked about it recently and, and dave's talked about it recently so i think there's some i think it's i think there's some traction going on
1: i mean we talked last week about the taylor hawkins tribute that's happening which we think is going to be pretty epic i mean a Imagine, imagine an EVH tribute. How amazing that would be! Like oh. The guitar players that would come out of the woodwork um, to play this. I mean, it, it, like it could, everybody, could, it could be one of the most epic things that's ever happened. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> in terms so of tribute that. shows and things, in like terms that. of tribute shows, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, I, yeah, I would. I really hope that you know Alex and in the family. Um, would come around on this uh, because I, I think it, it could be a really kind of special thing. Not just because we as v- fans want to see it, that's true, but I also think it would just be an awesome tribute to Eddie, you know?
0: So. Oh, it'd be amazing. And so. re- the funny thing is, because the, the rumor for the last couple of years since Eddie's death was Alex was kind of nixing the whole idea, yeah. didn't want to do anything. But I read recently that that apparently is not true, and he's really, he's kind of on board with considering something.
1: Now, whether yeah, it's yeah, a whole
0: yeah. tour or a show or, you know, just a, a one-off thing or uh, whatever you're going to do, you know, well, but he's a, he's at least on board doing something.
1: I mean, I think it's got to be difficult to do, right? Because I'm sure like there's v- v- vultures, you know, uh, you know, kind of flying around and trying to make a buck off of this whole thing. And of course, oh, yeah. you know, we know how w- Wolfie uh, feels about people trying to make a buck off of his dad's death. He, he talked about that with one of the documentaries that came out. Um, So I'm sure that, like, that's an issue. They have to d- deal with that and figure it out. Um, But, you know, I'm sure they can figure it out. Yeah, so, they'll um, figure it
0: out. And I'm sure it's going to be an amazing thing. Whatever it's going to be, a one-off or a whole tour. I mean, if it's a tour and they're coming anywhere near the Boston area, I think we're going to have to yeah, go. Yeah,
1: but even if it's, like, a one-time thing and happens out in L.A., like, that would be awesome.
0: Yeah, I so, think it's going to be a one-time thing. That's what it, it feels. That probably feels right to me, yep, you know. But yeah, But we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what um, happens. Well, speaking of things that feel well, actually, no. On the polar opposite side of things, speaking of things that feel wrong, <laughs> um, apparently, Motley Crue is going to be and Def Leppard. I think they're going to be taking this stadium tour to Europe and and possibly Asia okay. in with Poison in and the Joan coming in the, I I believe so, but okay. I, I definitely know that that Def Leppard and and the crew are talking about this. Oh, very because cool. Because it's been so successful. However, Matt and I feel a little bit differently about the crew continuing this. Thing. Why, Matt? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I so now I've had because I was very curious, and I saw some clips posted curious. on on Instagram, and you know, and I you know one one thing that piqued my interest is I saw a post of the cruise stadium tour, like a clip of a song, I forget what it was, girls, 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 or whatever, and um, and I was like, this is like a promo. It was like a promo for for the tour, and it was like, oh, the tour continues, and it's like the the track was so obviously not what they were playing live, right? It was so obviously not Vince singing. They didn't, it felt like they didn't even try all that hard to make it look like he was even singing and that the band was playing this. And it was really like kind of weird. It's like, okay, why don't you play a live? Why don't you show a live clip of the, of the band? Like pretty much every other band is doing. Um, and it, it, and then, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. It must just be because that doesn't sound good. And sure enough, I went to YouTube you know, take take into account that the YouTube quality of the sound is crap. There's oh, no denying that Vince still doesn't sound good. It's still no. kind of a travesty. Um, that you know, I I just don't know how people you know, it's 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 probably really to the benefit that they're doing this as a joint headliner with Def Leppard because I I can't see how they could maintain a headline tour with this kind of performance at Vince's I'll give
0: program. him I'll give him credit though. He yeah. I'll give him credit. He does sound a bit better than he did last year when we were talking about is this thing actually gonna happen? Is Vince gonna be healthy enough to even do this?
1: Yeah. And and it is true. It looks like he dropped a little bit away, but the singing is just horrible. You know, You're I, right. I, you I mean know, I'm not,
0: i didn't say it was good. You I know, just said it's better. like
1: It's like you're not getting a good experience. You know, I've actually heard, you know, again, you know, you listen to the YouTube, you can't really judge the mix. But if you go out there and read the reviews, talk to people, read the comments online, everybody says the sound for the crew is not really on point at all in these in these concerts who knows what it is they say it's very bass heavy you know maybe that's true because nikki six is the kind of leader
0: of the band maybe because <laughs> nikki six is the leader of the band yeah so, exactly. but they say
1: the mix is muddy and it doesn't sound great and um i think it's know. tough
0: though with these stadiums too for people to it's that's tough true. You, that's, make these, that's you make these you make these comments of, you, you know you make these comments but you have to kind of read them and take them with a grain of salt where were they sitting where was the show because those things matter big good time, yeah. as we know yeah. from being, from, you know, living in Boston and going to shows at Fenway, Fenway to me is an awful venue it is. Uh, sonically. It is. It's just, it's terrible. Yeah, it the audio, I, I don't but, think there's but, a good seat in the house. But
1: but the, it, in the same, in the same breath that people are saying the sound isn't good for the crew, they say when Def Leppard comes on, it's much more crisp and clear and it sounds yeah, good. Yeah, well. So, you know, there's something to be said for what's going on there. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how this you know, I don't know if people writing this are super biased, but my sense is um, it's just not what it used to be. And look, in, in like we talk about Guns and Roses. They're not, a- Axel isn't what he used to be. This is true. But you can go on YouTube and listen to clips of Axel's singing. It isn't anywhere nearly as bad as what's going on with Vince right no,
0: now. No, and actually, he sounds pretty good right He sounds right pretty now. good.
1: He has his good nights and his bad nights like anybody yep, but his right age now he's, is, yep. is going to have. I'm sure, you know, back in his heyday, he had his bad nights too. But, um, you know, for the most part, he's holding his own.
0: <laughs> oh, know? no, he absolutely and, and, is. And the
1: testament also is, you know, do you think, here, here's a question, Dave. Do you think Def, um, Def Leber, Motley Crue could pull off? I mean, this has now been happening for, you know, take the pandemic off. This was happening for like six years that Guns N' Roses has been off and on tour. You know? Yes. You know? You know, they took maybe a year and a half off for the pandemic, and then it's been straight on, um, where they're on tour probably three to four to five months out of the year. You think Motley Crew could do anywhere near that?
0: Probably, absolutely not. not. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of blown away that Vince has even been able to keep up with what they've done yeah. without his it voice completely of, being shot. Yeah. Well, I, I, ca- I mean, you know
1: why I think that is because if you watch the clips, he's barely singing, and yes. and. They have these three, they have this, I I thought it was tracks, but I was mistaken. I mean, maybe it is tracks, but I don't know. They have these three. I don't think they're using tracks. They have these three girls, these three women that come out and sing some of the, like for girls, 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 they come out, they dance around, they're like scantily clad, and they sing the chorus. They're like, girls, 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 and they do that on a bunch of songs. So yep, he's really right. not singing much at all. He's doing like the the screaming, like the um, like the talking through the songs is what he's doing. So, yep, I, and, I, I think and I, having the audience, yeah, having the audience, point, fill in the audience you know, maybe, involved. You know, it's maybe, just not as good. Yeah, and maybe you go to the show and that's fine, and you're having a good time because you're drinking beers with your buddies. It's nostalgia, like fine. You know, is that sustainable for five, six, six years? No.
0: No, and you know I don't. I don't believe that they do continue this tour into Europe, into Asia, and you know that kind of schedule and what that's going to entail. I I can't see this thing being successful in terms of finishing the run. Yeah, you know, yeah, I yeah. Def Leppard. Def Leppard can do it. Well, and Def they've Leppard's been, been doing it.
1: They they've been touring yeah. like nonstop. Now as Joe well. Elliott.
0: Joe Elliott cannot sing the way he used to either. However, he's he sounds solid. He's, he's 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 solid right now, and he sounds a hell of a lot better than Vince does. And, and and to your point, you know, people are making the comments that well, if Def leopard sounds good. Why isn't why isn't the crew sounding good? So I don't know. Yeah, I it's mean, a, it, I think it's it's they yeah. they know that Vince can't do it, and they've put on all these. They've tried to you know they've tried to cover it up as much as they can. They try to veil his voice, but they they you really can't hide from it. Yeah,
1: you can't hide from it, and and it's really a travesty when you post a a promo uh, video and you can't even l- use any live recordings from the show because it's so bad. Like come on, you guys no, are, it's bad. you know, this is this is ridiculous. So,
0: anyway, well speaking of uh speaking of nostalgia acts, yeah, yeah let's talk about. Um it. <laughs> apparently Robert so any of you Zeppelin fans out there like Matt and myself, um, you know, just kind of put the thing to bed. There is not going to be any type of reunion happening at least anytime soon cuz Plant has said he has no interest, quote, no interest in singing with Zeppelin again okay what do you think about this but so apparently he was he was interviewed and they were talking about you know but this he isn't feels a he surprise. can still do it this no it's not a, a surprise, surprise but he's the funny thing is in the interview he he says he can still do it because with his band in i think it was in iceland before the pandemic and they and he said hey you want to do immigrant song and the band was well, of course and and they went into it he he said himself that he was surprised that he was still able to do it hey, look, so, look
1: i don't think he could do all of his stuff but the stuff you know whether you like the style of music or not, the stuff he's doing now is really great stuff. No, it is. Know? But is
0: it, is it to, to, let me just ask you though. Do you think, is this a band who, is this a nostalgia act that needs to be out there? no. no or do you think no, 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 Zeppelin, Zeppelin is almost immune to needing to be, to ever do another show again?
1: Ze- Zeppelin's been immune to being in a soundcheck for almost uh, thirty years, Dave. Like
0: th- th- this is not a yep, new, oh, people. This is not a new yeah, thing for Zeppelin. Pe- there,
1: there was the Page and Plant. Um, people want to hear it. The Page and Plant people- tour happened twenty five years ago. We Paid, were there. Paid, we were there. Page and Plant have not really played together or done any touring since then. You know, you could argue that was a nostalgia act. Plant does very few in and far in between uh, Zep songs with all his uh, solo stuff over the years. I mean, granted, the music and the bands he plays with now, with this kind of bluegrassy, you know, Americana stuff, is not conducive to playing Zeppelin. He he's done some like stripped down uh, versions. I know he's done like a stripped down version of Whole Lot of Love, and but no, I think you're right there. I think Z- Zepp is, you know, look, Zepp ended when Bonham died. It's never been back as Ze- as Zeppelin ever s- since then. Um, but there's a lot of successful.
0: Th- there's a lot of successful older bands that are out there. That if you want to call them a nostalgia act's fine. But there's a lot of successful bands out there from back in the day who are out there who aren't with their original lineups still killing it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. But I think those are. Those are acts like let's say ACDC is the prime example of that where it's really only down to it's only down okay, to well Angus. That's a, yeah, it's AC, only, yeah, it's only it's down, only to, down Angus to Angus now. Yeah. But, but, you know, they had a long career of touring you know, Zeppelin was just a different thing. There's no way that they're ever going to be that type of a band. It's over. Like Zeppelin was over in '81, or was it '81? You would think I would know that
0: date? I think it was around. And, yeah, and, and, and you do So it. you don't think you don't it. think they could play a. hand You don't think I mean, of course, of course, it would be hugely successful if they did a short stint somewhere, and it was you know Jason Bonham and the and the rest of them, right? I mean, I would of I would love would it. Go. Uh,
1: of course, people would go. Um, you know, it's 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 what it is at this point. I think I think that time has passed. It's over. Um there's some incredibly successful Led Zeppelin tribute bands that are doing amazing work. Go check them out. Uh, Jason Bonham himself uh, usually does a tour once every year, a couple of years. Yes, he does. Yeah. Called yep. the Jason Bonham Led Zeppelin Experience. And by the way, if, if you haven't seen it's that. It's no
0: longer called The Experience. It's like called an e- The Evening or something. Oh, right? evening he changed, with, he changed with, the name or yeah. something. Yeah, recently. Well, yeah. Y-
1: you know, either way, it, it, go check out. Um, that show with, with Jason Bonham, he just does an amazing job. And what Jason Bonham does is, he really like tries to, he tries to emulate the live experience you got with Led Zeppelin, which is really cool. There's also a great band that tours around the country called Get the Lead Out, and they're the yes. opposite. They actually do pure recreations of the recording of the albums, which is kind of a sight to behold. So, um, and to, yeah, it's to pretty impressive. so, um, I would check that out. But yeah, Dave, I, yeah, I, no, I, think I just find it to be no. interesting
0: that they're, they're one of the few, few bands from back in the day that really, that, that could do it, that are not out there doing it. I mean, you look at the stones, you look at Aerosmith, you look at, um, you know, I, I, Name a yeah. band from no, back then. No, no, you're then. right. And you're a right. lot of them are still doing it. But they, and it's but just, they made It's kind that- of interesting because they, they are Led Zeppelin. In a way, they are almost like, they are almost such royalty in the music world that they just don't, obviously they don't feel that they need to, but I would, I I just don't understand why they don't do something.
1: You know, there's another band that's been like that as well, Dave.
0: Who's that? The Beatles. The <laughs>
1: I mean, it, <laughs> nobody's left, but they, they think of it in the same way. I, I think Zeppelin thinks of themselves in the same way. Like we're not so going gonna gonna to be ring. Do it's going to be Ringo and Paul. I mean, that's,
0: that, that's what, not, well, what, 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 look,
1: yes. Fine. You're right. Cause you know, two out of four is better than three out of <laughs> two, two, two out of four, than, but it's kind of worse than three kinda out kinda of four.
0: the two, but the two that are gone from the Beatles are kind of the more, nah, hold on a second. Yeah, Maybe it, let me just preface it, this by saying I'm not. <laughs> I'm not, Don't define these words as they really are defined in the dictionary. But you could say the two most important Beatles are kind of not around anymore. Yeah, but so. they didn't.
1: When when John died, they didn't like get back together and do a nostalgia tour with with the three of them.
0: No, you're right. But that's so. Yeah, but I think maybe, I think you're, you're right. I
1: think you're touching on something really good. When a band is that iconic, like they don't really need to do that. You know what I mean. Like, it's
0: actually but interesting. Not, but yeah. but out, it's not out of need. It's out of celebration of the music. Yeah, that's And I that, think that's, that's why a lot of other that's older true. bands are out there doing it now. And some of them are still putting out new new music, which is great. But a lot of them are out there just, you know, resting on their laurels and playing their old stuff, which people want to hear. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You know, Paul McCartney is still going and putting out new stuff and, and doing still exciting going strong. stuff. But, he, you know, he's really become, you know, he's it. He's the one out there doing the Beatles stuff. You know, um, yep. and so, but I, so, but that, but that is interesting, right, Dave? Because there is nobody from Zeppelin going out there and doing the Zeppelin stuff. It just doesn't. Besides yeah. uh, Jason Bonham, who you know, yes, he's associated with Zeppelin, but he's not so, one but of he's the not, members. So, not yeah, that's that, actually Jamba. an interesting point to think about. Like Zeppelin just hasn't done that since you know, in like twenty five years, they haven't done it.
0: And where's Jimmy Page been? Another another uh, a note we have to mention tonight he's is get fighting, this. <laughs> he's been fighting with Robbie Damn. Williams about his house anyway so Page, yeah but he has that was well, a long time so ago that was like 10 years that was a long ago. Time. he <laughs> <laughs> he um he is ghosting ozzy osborne so apparently ozzy Osbourne, we need to talk about this next week okay but ozzy Osbourne's new album is is great but um he so apparently ozzy reached out to jimmy page and said hey you want to be on the record jimmy didn't even call him back <laughs> <laughs> jimmy does jimmy doesn't care like he that's how care. cool Jimmy is. Yeah, like like I, I don't He can sh-
1: care less, you know. Like, <laughs> I mean, think about. I mean, Jesus. But think, it's all spins the support. I mean, gets. you know. Oh my God! So,
0: jeez. Right. Well, anyway. All right. So that's news and notes for this week. Uh, let's get into another segment that we do often on this podcast: um, bands you should be listening to. And this week we got a good one. Um, I recently came across this band actually a couple of days ago. Yeah, just recently. Um, Cause I scour the internet and I, Dave you know, I look on YouTube I, I gotta stay up on this stuff. You know, he, he stays up there all is a too.
1: Like I'm asleep like a baby in my bed and then and I wake I'm up in the morning and there's like texts from Dave about these bands. It's unbelievable.
0: Yeah. So this is called, they, this, these guys are called the LA Maybe and they are out of uh, North Carolina and they are absolutely killer. <laughs> wait, 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 wait a minute. They're not from LA? What? They're not from LA. What
1: the heck? Oh. Well,
0: I guess you could say maybe. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's why they're the la maybe okay that's why they're the I la maybe
1: because they got that la because uh, any- i tell you what they got that la sound that's for they sure
0: they got that la sound yeah. yeah if you like acdc if you like guns and roses it, i mean they they got all that classic rock kind of sound to it the this they're guitarist it, the guitarist is absolutely nuts um, and he just channels Angus. He channels Slash. It just, if you were into this kind of music, if you like the Les Paul and Marshall combo yeah. sound, I mean, it, it doesn't get any better than these guys who are doing it real live right now. And so we just want to shout them out. And uh, I believe we're actually going to get uh, get them on the podcast in a couple weeks. So Ooh, look forward to that. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to have the guitarist on or maybe a couple of the other guys on. So we're very excited. These guys, th- seriously, guys, th- you know, talk about keeping rock alive. This is what's going on with this band. And we found an East coast band, which is exciting. Usually we only yeah. find West coast bands because maybe that's what it is. We really like that West coast, you know, that, you know, like kind that of West originated in the eighties with G and and the other hair bands. Um, but, um, You know, these guys are great and we look forward to talking to them and you guys should definitely go and check them out. They're just, they got some great stuff. Um,
0: Great stuff. Yeah.
1: So there you go. There's the band you should be listening to from the Guitar Dads.
0: Well, there you go. All right. Well, let's. Uh, shall we move on to our headliner for the evening? Yeah. This is an interesting topic. I think this is actually a really yeah, interesting
1: so, topic. Yeah. So, so um, I watch a YouTube uh, video from the Professor of Rock. Is that the channel on YouTube, Dave? I, I believe that's. He's the cool. Channel. So shout out to him. Very cool. Um, yeah. We'd love to have you on, uh, Professor. If you're interested. <laughs> um. But um. Yeah, so he actually did a really interesting uh, video about uh, Aerosmith, and and this wasn't the whole point of the uh, video, but it, it brought up an interesting point about songwriting, right? And how these, you know, we're talking about iconic bands and, and classic bands, and how, you know, I think everybody just assumes that they always write all the songs, okay? And and the Professor Rock was making a um, a point. That, you know, part of the reason why Aerosmith has had this longevity and the success that they've had in the 80s, 90s and beyond is really because they started to enlist the help of professional songwriters like hit songwriters. So it's an interesting point that it came up to me. You know, they didn't complete, you know, they always co-wrote. So it's not like they just this isn't like, um. You know, like pop artists or in a lot of country artists that just take or other artists that just take the songs from professional songwriters and perform. I mean, they always co-wrote. Right. And I think Mm -hmm. we're seeing this more and more in in the rock kind of world and just the music world in general. And so it brought it brought up this 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 question to me, which is like, Dave, do you like do you care about that? Are you a purist that you feel that? You know these classic bands and other bands that you know you know and love. Do, do you feel bad if they're enlisting the help of you know quote unquote pro songwriters? Like what what, no, what do you so feel about this?
0: I let me let me go back to a point you just made. This has this has been happening more and more. But let's not forget this has been happening for decades. Yeah, and since it, the eighties, this is not old. This is yeah. Well, even in the seventies and sixties, oh, yeah, you'll true. read about. That's true, oh yeah. yeah, it's absolutely happened back then. Just maybe not as prevalent. I think. I think a lot of people are are hearing about this. More music fans might be hearing about this um, who aren't, you know, such deep music fans like us, but, uh, you know, the average everyday music fan because of videos like you reference um, where it's, you know, this big revelation, but this is nothing new in music and it's been happening for a long time and a very, very good chance that, you know, your favorite, not you, but the listeners your favorite band out there and name your favorite song by that band. There's a very good chance right now that that song was not hundred percent written by the band.
1: Yeah. And, and here, and here, here's, here, here's the distinction. The distinction is like we're not talking about like we know pop artists. We also know like country artists forever have always operated that way, right? Yes. Like that's just that's just the way it's done. There's no like illusion that you know these guys are songwriter like you know all these big stars. Even going back decades and decades to classic country, there's no illusion illusion that they just had to write every single song. However, I feel like in the in the classic rock rock um, category. That is it, because if you look at all the classic albums, like from the Beatles, from Aerosmith, from the Zeppelin, it's the core songwriting team. It's Paige and Plant. It's Steven Tyler and Joe Perry. It's Lennon-McCartney. Um, you know, when that sh- shifts, you know, do you feel like betrayed?
0: <laughs> no, I don't, because this has been, this is, to me, this has been, I've been very aware of this because as, I mean, back, going back, obviously, in our day, we were, you know, uh, you get your CD or your cassette and that you'd have all the liner notes and you'd go through it and you'd be like, who are these people? What are these, you know, yeah, you see yeah. all the people credited for, for being on whatever the song was. Um, yeah. so, you know, years ago, and I remember when I when get a grip find what first came out. Yeah. I remember going through those liner notes and seeing names like Desmond child and and, and guys like that. And it's like, Oh, okay. I get it. The, you know, they're, they're, they're working with some other songwriters. But to me, does it does it matter? Because the band is still A, the band is still playing the song. True. And B and B, in most of these cases, the 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 main songwriters in the band are responsible for these songs. You know, so I think the as a whole, the majority of the song belongs to the band. Now, if you're talking about a song written for a band, such as, you know, if we're gonna stick with Aerosmith, we're talking like, don't wanna miss a thing. That was written, I forget who it was written by. But that's but that was not that's not any of them. that's not them. But that's at all. very controversial
1: too amongst Aerosmith fans. That's very yeah, controversial.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yes, um, but they they obviously put their own uh, spin on it and everything else. But that that happens a lot and a lot more in pop. But that happens a lot and a lot more than people realize.
1: Yeah, I think that I think that's right. And um, so you don't feel betrayed. That's by what bothers so me. You don't no, fe- that
0: but that that's but that bothers me though a little bit. If a band, it depends on the band. If I'm talking about. Okay, we're talking about the LA maybe early tonight. This is a new band who's got one record out. If they, if I found out that one or two of those songs in the record were written by somebody else not associated with the band, I, you know, I would almost understand it. They're a new band. They're just kind of getting there, yeah, getting yeah. getting out there, right? If it's somebody like the Stones or Aerosmith or Zeppelin or you know a a, a massive iconic act like that. Hearing that a band has been given a song to do, that kind of bothers me. The collaboration does not. Okay, interesting. I don't feel betrayed about collaboration. Collaboration's been going on in music for years. It doesn't bother me Yeah, I think
1: that's right. I I think you're exactly right on that. Oh, there it is. I I say exactly right a lot. That was the first time I said at this pod. Uh,
0: Exactly right. We also say Dirty Honey. Dirty
1: Honey, yeah, we talk about that. Oh, you know, here's an interesting little tidbit about this. When we went to see Joe Bonamassa a couple weeks ago, he actually mentioned one of Joe's most famous songs— is um oh geez what's the name of the song Mountain Mountain Time, um yep. and and he actually told this story he co-wrote the song but he co-wrote the song with a professional songwriter um and it turns out it's the guy that wrote the um the Titanic song with Celine Dion what what is it Dave oh geez I don't even remember yeah, the def- song um my heart oh, will go God, on my that. heart, yeah, will, my go heart on. will go on something like that so yeah. it turns out like he actually wrote that song with celine dion joe told this funny story about how joe as a young kind of artist went up to him and, and the guy said look i'm not no, no longer gonna write songs with you because i just became a gazillionaire because this song just hit yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> So, which is understandable. Which is understandable. So, um... but let me yeah, go ahead. That's Dave. a good. That's a good.
0: Yeah. That one. No, that's a great story. That, that yeah. was. That was. It was an interesting, uh, a little tidbit that came out of that show. But I feel like, you know, success is not really the result of a singular idea, you know, being brought to fruition by a singular individual, right? It's it's all about collaboration. That that happens yeah. in in yeah. every industry. Yeah.
1: But do you feel? Here, I'll throw this out to you. Do you feel when bands start to enlist? these pro songwriters, um, and I think this is kind of what Professor of Rock was getting at, although he didn't say it, but I, I think, do you feel when they enlist the help of these professional songwriters, it becomes like a formulaic thing that is maybe a little bit too polished, too... Um, you know, mass appeal o- oriented or what, what's your, well, what, what's a lot your of, sense? a
0: lot of song you'll, I've heard interviews with a lot of people that are these people that are, that are being brought in to write, to, you know, co-write, write for it, you know, all sorts of stuff. And, and to, to me, what I gather from that, what I, it's so formulaic, you know, I think there is a formula to writing a successful song and not only just like following a certain chord progression and what makes sense, but also the lyrics and and you know how the bridge comes in and 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 the verses and and all that stuff. I think there there has to be a formula to writing a good song, right? So yeah, I don't know a yeah. formulaic might not be the right term, but I know what you mean,
1: yeah, yeah. so I think I think that's where. You know, you know. For, as far as I'm concerned, that's where it be, starts to become a problem. When you listen to something, you're like, "Oh, come on!" Like, you know, or it's like, "Oh, these songs sound kind of similar," or or something like that, right? Like that's when it well, gets. Well, per- he made, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, and he made that point about crying, amazing, and, um, and um, uh, crazy. crazy. Yeah, yeah, I didn't want to get it. You know, I, didn't, are, I, didn't, want get, true, I didn't want to get which into. Which is that. true. Which is kind of true. The professor, did, but listen. the professor
1: did make that argument, and it's a good point. And and but I, I've heard it with other artists as well, right? You you hear it with other bands and other artists when they start getting into people this. People say
0: it all the time you know? about Tom Petty. I mean, yeah. come on, give me a break. And you people hear people say it about
1: ACDC.
0: Well, because it's true with ACDC,
1: but they mainly write all their own songs. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they do, but I mean, they're times in terms of you know songs sounding similar and with similar chord progressions. I mean, come on, I mean, yeah, but, that's, a great, it,
1: that's a great, that's a great, it's a great point, Dave. Does it really matter in the end? Yeah,
0: does it matter? Yeah, yeah, do yeah, you yeah. like the song? Yeah. Does it mean something to you? That's that's really what I mean, matters. If you're if you're busy picking apart a song because of its chord progression or because it sounds similar to another song that the, the same melody, band has written, yeah,
1: the melody or something, a melody.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, then
1: you're. Then you're not enjoying music. Yeah, no, I think that's right because you can do that for a lot of songs, right? So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know what. What do you guys think? Give us some comments about. Does it ruin it uh, for you when you know that there's been like some ringers brought in <laughs> to help out these yeah. bands that maybe can't bring it anymore um, in the songwriting front? Like, what, what? What do you guys think? I think it's just an interesting thing to think about. Um. So. Well,
0: I'll, I'll tell you. You know, uh, "Lick It Up" by Kiss. Yeah. Written by Celine Dion. <laughs>
1: No, I thought it was Dolly Parton. She writes everything for everybody. I, I, heard, I yeah, heard that she right. wrote, I, I want to rock and roll all night and party every day.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, she did. Oh, but geez. that brings up, but actually, you know, what's funny. I wanted to mention one more thing. Yeah. How? I mean, I think other people don't realize the other thing that goes on when during the recording process. And if you're bringing in all these producers and and everybody else how often, uh, how many times a song changes in the process of recording Oh, that's a great point. You know, a produce and how many great producers are out there that can be credited for making a song great. Now, they may not have changed the lyric. You know, maybe they changed a a little bit of something that wasn't necessarily like a massive part of the song, but they changed something to make that song great. Yeah, I think it's a great point. And and Rick Beato talks about this all the time, and, and you hear, you've heard interviews with producers who who talk about this constantly.
1: You know, this you is know? why Jimmy Page kind of goes around talking about how great he is because he produced all that stuff too.
0: Right? Yeah. And and yep. and
1: you are so right about, you know, the cl- some of the most classic albums out there, you know, wouldn't have been what they are without the amazing producers, you know, guys like Mutt Lang and I don't know, he's Jack Douglas, Jack Douglas. and Bob Ezrin yeah. and those guys. Exactly. So mean, those are some great names. Yeah. So so they Look up those like names. Be- if you're like not familiar Beato, with those names.
0: Right? Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Get 50% off the Beato book. That's right. <laughs> but no, but it is it's true. true. It, if you it, if you good, aren't
0: familiar with those names, go look up those names and you are going to be blown away how many records you'll see those names pop up on.
1: It, it's a really good point that, you know, it isn't just about the band. They need the help along the way. So, you know, maybe we give them a break on the songwriting pieces of it
0: a little bit. And <laughs> in, in, in yeah. another actually interesting experiment that you should do is go look up some of the go look up some of the producers on some of your favorite albums and, and just take the band as a whole and then look at listen to another album that was produced you know, another album, the same band that was produced by somebody else and see if you can hear some distinct differences. Yeah. Because you will, oh, you definitely, Cause so it. much of that matters. Oh yeah.
1: All that stuff plays into how, what a record sounds like. And you know, things like song arrangements instrumentation, things like yep. that. I mean, that's all what producers do. And I think we do. I think a lot of the time, you know, I think the musicians understand that, but usually like people that are just like kind of listening to the songs don't quite understand the role that, that the producers played. So it's pretty, no. it's pretty cool stuff. So anyway, what
0: else? Well, yeah. What we did, uh, did, Shall we move on? Do we, we kill, have anything else to talk about tonight? Did we kill did it? Did we kill that topic? Well, you did. I think we killed Yeah,
1: let's it. move on. You, um... Yeah, real quick. You did some interesting you did a little switcheroo on your um Squire Classic Vibe
0: over there, didn't you? No, not on my Squire on my uh my PRS SE. Oh, the PRS sorry. Maybe
1: I'm projecting because I'm like, oh, I think I need to do something uh, similar with my yeah, Squire Classic Vibe. Sw- so yeah, talk about what you well, did. Well, you know,
0: I'm thinking of, I'm actually thinking about doing the same thing with the uh with the strat because I the I oh, think okay. the, the, the um I think the neck pickup is a little bit muddy. And I, I got to tell you that making this pickup swap was a massive change. So you did so, a
1: pickup swap on your PRS. What did you put in there?
0: Yeah, I wasn't a, I wasn't a big fan of, of the pickups. I mean, you know, I'm not like a crazy player, but you can still hear stuff. And I was like, you know, I just didn't, I didn't like playing the guitar because it just didn't sound the same as my other humbucker guitar, which is or my other, um, which is my Les Paul, you know, it, it, that thing sounds amazing. So I said, okay, I'm going to switch out the pickups. And I put in a um, a very popular set, uh, uh, you know, a Seymour, Duncan, JB, and Jazz uh, set. And they, Classic. they sound amazing. Yep. Classic. Classic.
1: Yeah. And they sound great. Awesome, man. So, so okay. So what else? And it makes me
0: want to play the guitar. <laughs> that's the whole story? So <laughs> I, that's the whole story. Yeah. Why? Is well, that's not it. That doesn't need to be interesting. But hey, you know. You know, I think a pickup swap is
1: probably one of the most important things you can do with a guitar, Um, you know, that's why people say like, especially when we talk about the Squire classic vibes that are only like 450 bucks, maybe they're up to like 500 bucks now. Um, you know, like if a, if a guitar feels good, plays good. You know all that stuff, and you are like, oh, I think you know the pickup swap can really make all the difference, right? So that's
0: makes a huge. So difference. that's the
1: thing with those SCS, like they su- they they play great, they feel great because they're PRS. They feel fantastic, and you know that's if we're honest, that's where these overseas-made guitars sometimes cut a little bit of corners is on these on the pickups, right? I mean, because I can tell you the pickups that are on my core uh, PRS are just incredible i mean
0: oh yeah you never change they're those just things so up. good i
1: mean people do they want to you know but people get obsessed they, oh with they pickups, do yeah you know. they want a different they want a different tone yeah but, um, of but, course oh, but i mean you don't
0: need to you don't need you don't need to touch them to but
1: yeah so like on an SE where it plays great and feels great you know that it's it's a great it's a great thing to do yep and cheap and cheap cheap thing to do so you think i should do it with the classic vibe
0: i think you should yeah well I think you you have the you have a telly, Yeah, the telly, so yeah. right? Which Yeah. What do you think about the bridge on that? Because te- I think it sounds pretty good. Are you telling good. me that I
1: need a new pickup?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you that you need a new pickup. <laughs> Don't
1: tell me that. Um yeah, yeah, maybe you know, the bridge sounds fine. The bridge the bridge sounds sounds uh, pretty good to me, but there's definitely not like the clarity um that, you know, in both of the neck and the bridge that that could, you know, there definitely could be some clarity and you could definitely up, the, uh, up it a little bit more because I think the thing actually feels great. Yeah, the
0: neck I think doesn't, yeah, it does feel great. Um, I, I think I agree with you on the neck because I just don't, I don't find that like, I, uh, yeah. I, I don't, that, that classic blues, bluesy tone out of that neck that I want to hear. But I can
1: see why people go crazy on the modding of these classic fives because they really play and feel great. And um, you know they keep their tune. I mean, it's a Fender, so it usually keeps its tune. But the cheaper Fenders, you know, the bullets and that stuff, they don't really. Um, so you know, I, I'm looking at it right now. I, I I think I am gonna probably invest in um, a nice pair of of uh, pickups. So guys, send me suggestions for tele pickup, a tele pickup set, and I will give it a shot and tell you. And Nick, send send me something like crazy that's like boutiquey, that like some dude is like doing in his basement or something and then i can
0: what are you gonna what are you gonna put some like active pickups in the <laughs> <thing>? <laughs> give me something cool that'd be give great. me
1: something cool like yes i could just go get some seymour nice i could get some more seymour yeah. duncans and it would be incredible but <laughs> give me something cool like really cool and i'll and i'll try it out we'll do a little experiment with telly pickups yeah 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 so
0: here we go well, anyway, I think that was I think that was it this week. But thank you to every single one of our listeners out there who are with us each and every single week. You can keep finding us on Instagram at Guitar Dads Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the same handle. And come join the fun on Facebook uh, where you will once in a while see some exclusive content like what you will be seeing next week. So if you like what we do, come over and join the, the Facebook group at Guitar Dads Podcast and uh, we'll have some fun. All right, guys. Is that it, Dave? I think that was it. So that was uh, this week's Guitar Dads podcast. Keep rock alive. Catch you guys on the flip.